You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Here's the story of a lovely lady. Hello, and welcome to Who Will Save Generation X, the trivia game show that is dedicated to remembering, celebrating, and preserving all the wonderful qualities of Generation X through games, trivia, and friends, or in this case, family. I'm Xavier, your host, and today we're back with our next fun-sized episode of The Home Game. Just as a reminder, this is not replacing the regular format of the podcast, but rather giving you a chance to play at home with a friend or by yourself, as well as giving you your fix of Gen X trivia in between regular episodes of the show. The Home Game is here for those who want to enjoy the nostalgia of their generation, but may not have an hour to invest in a podcast, or for those that want to get right to the games and nostalgia. Here's how we play. Just like in the regular edition of the podcast, we'll have three rounds of trivia and games for you to play. Each episode, we invite a special guest and let them set the benchmark score for you to try and beat. Each round has a different game for you to try out, and at the end, you can compare your score with that of our special guest benchmark and earn your rank on the quiz. Our special guest this episode lives up to the title of special. Well, at least to me, she does. Please welcome to the show my favorite sister, Colleen. Let's meet her now. <laughs> Colleen, welcome Hi, to the Jason. show. Hi, uh, it's Zabe while you're on the show. Okay. Hi. Show, show the show a little respect. Oh, sorry. Zabe. My bad. My bad. Zabe. I love that. Colleen, welcome to the show. Please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself what generation you're from, and your feelings about setting the benchmark for the episode. Okay. Hi, my name's Colleen. I have three brothers. One of them is Zabe right here. I'm the mother of four boys. I've worked at Juvenile Hall as the Deputy Juvenile Correctional Officer for 25 years. I think your audience will love me because I set the bar very low. <laughs> I don't do game shows well. I'm here because I love you. But I'm just, I was born in 1965, which is the oldest of the Generation X category. The best generation, by the way. So, you know, you got to respect your elders and just, you know, go easy on me. <laughs> I think this Generation X rocks. It's the best generation. I agree. I'm a little biased, but, you know, 
So yeah, Colleen, I didn't want to point that out because it's kind of rude to talk about age (laughs) (laughs) once you get past a certain level, right? I believe you are indeed the oldest guest we've had on the show. Uh, Our previous guest was Robert. He was born in uh, 1969. 69, dudes! But you beat him at 65. So great. (laughs) A new first on the show. The home game, we usually like to bust out and try out the new stuff. So we, we set something new here tonight. Yeah, we're trying out the elderly. You yeah. got me. Put down your Metamucil and let's get the games <laughs> rolling. So let's see if you can outscore my big sister who's a borderline boomer or if you need to brush up on your Generation X knowledge. Keep track of your score and I'll let you know how well you did versus our special guest benchmark at the end of the episode. So that's enough chatting about it. Let's do it. It's time to see if you can save Generation X from fading into oblivion. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should be cheering. <laughs> Round one. Round one is our trivia round consisting of five questions in the television category. We have tried something new on every episode of the home game, and we're going to continue that here by making all the TV questions about the show, The Brady Bunch. Oh, I got this. The questions will get more difficult as we go on through the round. Each complete correct answer is worth two points. If you think you could convince the judges into giving you a partial credit for your answer, you can award yourself one pity point for your partial correct answer. Good luck. So here is question one for you, Colleen. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> I don't know if you know, side story, I don't know if you know this about me or not. In sixth grade, I was in Bible school and I entered a contest to be on a game show called the One Way Game in, at TBN, Channel 40. <laughs> like, And as soon as I got up there, I did not answer one question. I qualified, but I saw that light on, I froze. And so this is my redemption time. Well, I'm hoping like the, with this game show, I won't freeze up. <laughs> Nearly 50 years later, Colleen, here's your chance for redemption. No pressure. Right. <laughs> so just a reminder, Colleen, these are all questions regarding the Brady Bunch. In the Brady Bunch episode entitled, The Subject Was Noses, which Brady kid gets hit in the nose with a football? Can I answer? Yep. It's not multiple choice. If you don't know Marcia! Hey, you guys. That's right. Congratulations. You're already Yay! on the board. All right, Marcia. See, it's not so hard. No, that was easy. I can still see her little swollen nose. Got hit right with the square in the nose of the football. <gasps> My memory's back. Ah. <laughs> we'll see if it lasts. It's funny what you remember, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's two points. You're doing great. Colleen, if the episode was over right now, you'd have an A on the grade. Oh, so man, let's... we could just call it. <laughs> we could. Bad news is you can only go down from here. So here we go. Question two. Oh, no pressure. What movie prompts Bobby to run away from home? This is a multiple choice. No, thank God. Is it A, The Count of Monte Cristo? B, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? C, Cinderella? Or D, The Wizard of Oz? Cinderella, I remember now. Yes. Yes. He had the short pants on his mom's bike. Can you get to the broom? Can you sweep the can you sweep out the chimney? <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Okay, yeah. That's correct. Well done. Yes. After seeing Cinderella, Bobby believes that Carol, Marsha, Jan, and Cindy hate him due to him being a step to them. He decides to run away from home, but Carol clears everything up by explaining to him that the only steps in the Brady house are on the stairs. Never thought of it that way. Oh. <laughs> Love it. Here's question three. Ready. Let's see if you remember this one. Who breaks Carol's favorite vase in the episode called Confessions, Confessions? You know, I don't recollect this vase having cracks in it when your mother bought it. Obviously, it's been broken and glued back together again. The question is, who broke it? 
And who glued it together? Your mother and I expect an answer. Gosh, I remember there was like so many different scenarios. They did it in slow motion, but they're trying to cover for somebody else. They all had their own idea. Oh my gosh. I I don't know why I want to say Peter. Was it Peter's Peter? correct? <gasps> You're kidding. Oh my gosh. Well done. Oh, three for three. Oh my God. I don't know why I wanted to think Peter. Did he have something special to go to or? Wow, Colleen, it's a good memory. Well remembered. <laughs> <laughs> While playing ball with Greg and Bobby, Peter breaks Carol's favorite vase on the eve of a big camping trip that he's been looking forward to. So in order for him to go on the trip, the other Brady siblings unknowingly each confess to doing the deed. All of the other kids conspire to cover up what Peter has done and assist in gluing the vase back together. However, the damage nevertheless comes to light when the water trickles out between the cracks and the glued vase out on the dinner table. Yes. And the quote from that episode, mom always said, don't play ball in the house. <laughs> How many times did we say that growing up? That's so funny. I think every time we yes. bounced a ball in the house, uh-huh. someone had to say that line. And we said it just like that. Right. I love it. Pete Brady intercepts and goes for a shot. Oh, no. Mom's favorite face. She always says, don't play ball in the house. Well done, Colleen. You're dominating. Listeners at home should be feeling a little bit nervous at this point. You thought you had an easy layup going up against a near boomer, but we'll see. That's right. Question four. The Brady Bunch was only on for five seasons, but lived on much longer than that in the reruns. With all those years watching the show, I think we all remember every detail of that house as well as we remember our own childhood homes. Which of the following best describes the color scheme of the Brady's kitchen? Here's your multiple choice. Is it A? Blue and red, B, blue and orange, C, yellow and green, or D, orange and green? Orange and green. It was more of an avocado with an orange. <laughs> I don't know what letter that was. I think it was C, avocado, green, and orange. Judges? That is correct. <laughs> yes. Judges, does she get bonus points for coming up with avocado instead of going with green? I'm sorry. No bonus points. Oh, dang it. Oh, the judges are harsh, Colleen. With orange laminate countertops, avocado green appliances, and cabinet highlights, D, orange and green is the correct answer. Well done. Boy, you look groovy. That's eight points so far going into the final question of the round. In the five seasons of the original run of the show, how many Emmy Award nominations did the Brady Bunch receive? We're We're not looking for how many they won, but how many times was the show just nominated? This is a multiple choice. Is it A, zero, B, one, C, five, or D, 69? 69. Uh. <laughs> it would have to be 69. Is that your answer? Yes, of course. Finally, yeah. someone says 69 as the answer on one of these multiple choices. Unfortunately, it's wrong. Oh, I fell for it. I fell for it. <clears throat> How could you be so stupid? Only five times? What's this? No. While the series did not earn any zero nominations during its original run, it has become an icon on popular culture in syndication. It did not get nominated even once, if you can believe that. Oh, no. Can't believe it. Wow. That failure is more on the Academy of Voters than on you, Colleen, because it certainly should have been nominated. 
I watched that every day, every time it was on without fail. Same. Favorite, favorite. <laughs> yeah, it was always on afternoons in our house growing up. And you dress just like those guys. Hey, let's not put that publicly out of here on the podcast. Thanks, sisters. So you cute. Little tough skins. <laughs> you little fink. Listeners, Sorry. please ignore Sorry, the lady Zabe. behind the curtain. Okay. <laughs> So after one round, Colleen, you have eight points. You're doing great. Oh, I have one more thing I could say about the Brady Bunch. Okay. Before we move on. And that is, do you know why that family works so well? Why? Because there were no no exes, like no ex-wife, no ex-husband getting in the middle and messing things up. It could be just a family. And that's yeah, I how think, kind uh, of that family works so well. I think Mike Brady made uh, Carol's ex-husband kind of disappear. <laughs> I think he was in yeah. similar some thoughts. You put them on a bus. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> they should do they should do a crime drama of that. <laughs> uh, very little is said about it. the exes. I, I mean, <laughs> I think I think if I'm not mistaken, the boy's mom died. Mike's first wife died, mm. I believe. I believe. I'm not sure. And mm. I think Carol was like abandoned by her husband. Mm. Something suddenly came up. Mr. Uh, mm. Martin. Martin? Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that was her former married name, Martin. Oh. Really? I believe so. Okay. We'll have to get the fact checkers on that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On to round two. Round two. Round two. This episode is a game called Satanic Panic. Could it be Satan? Gen X was no stranger to pearl clutching parents who lost their mind when they learned what backmasking was. After that, it seemed like the devil was hiding everywhere in pop culture and the Satanic Panic was born. Was that one of the questions on that TBN uh, Christian <laughs> school? <laughs> You went to in year six? I don't know. I blacked out. Okay. Well, for this game, I'll play parts of five popular Gen X songs, and you need to give me the title and artist of those songs. However, to honor those overprotective parents, we're going to play the songs backwards and not hear any messages from Satan, just like they did all those decades ago. <laughs> Score yourself one point for artist and one point for title. Two points possible for each song, since this is a little bit difficult. Oh my gosh. So you get it calling? Yes. Okay. So, okay. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm going to play part of a song. It's going to be played backwards and you need to give me the artist and the title. I see. Okay. Truth be told, I am not good at this. Okay. Well, we'll see. That's why I picked this one. Ready? (laughs) Payback. Thank you. Thank you, Zabe. Love you, sis. Okay. You will get a hint and the hint will be in the form of the, the year that the song was put out. Song one, 1977. Artist and title of this song. Oh, Bee Gees. Well, you can tell by the way I use that one more. There's no time at all. Music notes staying alive. That's correct. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. Two more points. You know, I don't know the words to that song. Could you tell? <laughs> I don't think anybody does. Let, let's take a listen. <laughs> let's take a quick listen at the original. That song holds up played forward or backwards still. Sure does. My favorite bands, one of my favorite groups, for sure. Yeah. Anybody that doesn't like the Bee Gees, uh, they can go kick some rocks. Yeah. They don't know what they're Mm. talking about. Watch that documentary on HBO. Oh, it's so good. Do you remember what it's called? 
Oh, something about the Bee Gees. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Stayin' Alive? No. It was called How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? That is, yes. it is a great documentary. Oh, so worth your time. Yeah. Okay, here's song number two. It is from 1983. Colleen, artist and title to this song. Oh my gosh. I hope this is right. That's some super embarrassed. Is it Billy Joel Uptown Girl? <laughs> is that bad? Is it Billy Judges? No. That is not a complete correct answer. Let's uh oh, for the longest time. That one. Yeah, that's not Uptown Girl. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you had the song. You just blanked on the title. Maybe this okay. will refresh your memory. For the longest time. So we're going to give you oh, one point oh, for getting Billy Joel, Colleen. One point for getting Billy Joel, but uh, not a total answer. So you're only uh, down one point on that one. Dang it. I knew it when I said it, it was wrong. <laughs> I couldn't even get it out without laughing. Okay. I got that same impression. Here's song number three. I'll be disappointed if you don't get this one. From 1978, Artisan Title. Okay. Yes, I know. It's Greece is the word. Da, 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 da. I didn't ask um, for no. the word. I just asked for Who the title. Who sings that? Um, oh my gosh. Shana Na? Hey, you breezers. It's the Shana Na Show. Yeah. Darn. Who else? Shana Na. Shana Na is incorrect. In fact, I saw Greece in the theater 17 times growing up. In the theaters. You took me. I was only like four years old. Five. I was five. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. So we're going to give you partial credit because it is Grease, written by Sir Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees, but is performed by Frankie Valley. Oh, so not a complete correct answer. However, you'll get one point for uh, getting Grease. It's okay. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Hey, I'll take it. Awesome. I'll take the point. Now, here's where you're going to miss. Ready? This. This song is from 1983. Oh, 83. I think the year this I graduated. Is the most... That's the year I graduated high school. So, yeah, I was 10 years be. old. Um, yeah, this is the most difficult one in the round. Let's see if you can get song number four from 1983, artisan title of this song. <laughs> It's a toughie. Jeez. I didn't catch it. What's your answer? I said Donna Summer. And what's the name of the song? I I, I think it's 
I don't know what the name of the song is. I mean, I'm it's not Don- Donna Summer. It's not Donna Summer, something. but I just want to be wrong twice in one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, uh, I was thought maybe I'd get partial credit if I, I guess the uh, the artist. Uh, that is incorrect. <clears throat> it is not Donna Summer. I'm going to play it for you forward, and I wonder if you can get it even forward now that I think about it. <laughs> Big finish. <laughs> Gotta wait for the big is that finish. Wham? That is Wham. It is. Oh my gosh. Wham. Okay. Do you remember the name of the song? Uh, never would have guessed it. No. Wham. And the song title is Bad Boys. Oh, bad boys. You know what? Stick Actually. Together, yep. never bad boys. I think you gave me that cassette when I was like yeah. 11 or something. I always associate that song You're welcome. with you. So thank you. You're welcome. For sure. <laughs> Give me that wham to an 11 year old boy. That sounded weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your mother and I don't like what just happened. It wasn't weird. It wasn't weird. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Going to the last song of the round. This song is from 1971. Here we go. Okay. What do you got? I know what it is. James Taylor, you've got a friend. That is correct. Yay! Yes! <laughs> Yay! My theme song. I love it. Yeah. When I was a freshman in high school, Colleen, I, I made myself when a mixtape. Yes. When you abandoned Aww. me, you were out in Hawaii. You stop. Living. Hey, you brought it up. You were gone. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a freshman in high school, you know, kind of a spooky time for introvert, yes. shy kid like me. Sure. And uh, mm-hmm. I made myself a mixtape of my favorite songs by The Cure, but I stole one of your tapes in order to do it. <laughs> And, uh, and I, I, did, I ran it. The tape was longer than the audio I had for my songs from the cure. So I had a little bit of leftover tape from what I taped over. And it was a recording of you singing to this song. Oh, and, um, and it, it hit me in the right place at the right time. So uh, just as my music oh. ended, I, I heard your voice telling me that you got a friend and uh, it brought me a lot of comfort as I was spending time in detention oh. and, uh, my freshman year of high school. So <laughs> thank you very much for that call. And when you called out my name, it didn't quite show up. <laughs> Never happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Round three. Going into the final round, Colleen, your score is 14. 
There are three more points available to you in this final round. Round three this episode is a game called Gen X Voice. Calling this game is named after another podcast that I was lucky enough to be a guest on last year. Shout out to you and your show, Trish the Dish. The show celebrates our stories and voices as Generation X. And when I was on it, I was asked the question, what was my favorite memory of my youth? If the listeners will indulge me for a moment, I'd like to take a second to share my answer. You know, this show is never about me. The show is always about the generation. But uh, with having you on here, Colleen, I I just wanted to uh, uh, share this for you publicly. So my answer was, my favorite moment of my youth was when I was eight years old and my big sister, Colleen, kidnapped me from school. She grabbed me, put on a blindfold on me, and threw me in the back of a panel van. Do you remember the story, Colleen? <laughs> no, I don't. It sounds like something I do, but. <laughs> when you took the blindfold off, I was sitting in the most luxurious movie theater available to us, the Cynodome in Orange, oh, California. Oh. I had no idea what movie I was going to watch, but when it started, I saw the Paramount Pictures mountain logo dissolve into a South American mountaintop, (gasps) followed by the words Lucasfilm production and a Steven Spielberg film. I had no idea I was about to watch one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, wow. I'm, of course, talking about Rage of the Lost Ark. Yes, of course. It was the perfect movie at the perfect time in my life. Spoilers for those who haven't seen it. But the part where the art gets opened and Indy t- tells Marion to close her eyes, you covered my eyes and I only listened to the chaos unfold on the screen. <laughs> when you took uh, your hands off my eyes, all I saw were dead Nazis and it only <laughs> added to the mystique of the movie. To me. <laughs> uh, the I was melting so- faces. I yes. didn't see it. Oh the, first, the first round, oh, I never saw gosh, that. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. Yeah. That I sounds was- like something I would do. Cover <laughs> your eyes. I totally yeah, right. It's so funny. I was so fond of you for doing that, though, Colleen. I, I even shut my eyes on future viewings uh, to keep the tradition mm. until I was older. I was thinking, I think I was almost a teenager by the time I first saw <laughs> oh Nazi's face get melted. Oh, that is so funny. I got a weepy talking about it on her podcast, but I feel those tears were warranted when you think about how special that moment was in my life. Mm. And how I will always be in debt to you for making that moment happen, Colleen. Mm. Eight years old is such a special time. Oh, it yeah. really is. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, I feel like I'll always be playing catch up to you for that one. And I just want to take a second to publicly say how much I love you and feel so lucky for having you as a big sister. Oh, Jason. I mean, Zane. (laughs) (laughs) I love you too. You're the baby. Well, you're the best sister. You're a baby. Yeah, I know. Let's leave that out. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, are my other brothers going to hear this? (laughs) I don't know. Just Probably kidding. not. I love you. One one thing I just want to add is, as much as I love that memory, I do not recommend kidnapping eight year olds and throwing them in a van in today's world. I think you can get in a lot of trouble for that today. I bet. But back in 1981, <laughs> it was totally cool. Oh yeah, everyone's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you kidnapped your little brother today? <laughs> All the cool kids are doing it. What's wrong oh, with you? Yeah. Enough talk. Okay, let's get back to round three. Here's how we play the Gen X voice game. We are going to listen to three clips of famous voices of the generation timeline, and you have to tell me whose voice it belongs to. So we're looking for the name of the person speaking here. Each correct answer is worth one point. Yeah. So we're looking for the actual human being speaking, the name of the human being. Okay. Not 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 the actor or the, okay. No, we're looking for the actor's name, but not for the character that they may be playing uh, should that happen. Oh man. Okay. Here is voice number one. 25,000 people showed up when the four of us, uh, Ron Howard, Don Most, Anson Williams, and me, showed up in Dallas. And our 
car was on the other side of the 25,000 people. And I said, all right, let me tell you something. You're going to part like the Red Sea, and you're not going to touch us. We're going to get to that car. And we just walked through. Who's that famous Gen X voice? That is Henry Winkler. That is correct. Also known as the Fonz. Correct the Mundo. Woo, yes. It was the only time I used the Fonz. That is correct. One more point for you. Two more to go. Yay. You're doing great, Colleen. I know. I'm so proud of myself. Hey, hey, let's, you know, don't get cocky about it, but you're doing good. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I missed that one. About <laughs> all those fun. Okay. Here's clip number two. But I know a good kid when I see one. Because they're all good kids, until dried-out, brain-dead skags like you drag them down and convince them they're no good. You so much as scowl at my niece, or any other kid in this school, and I hear about it, and I'm coming looking for you. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. What do you got, sis? <laughs> the wonderful, talented... John Candy, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I love that line. Oh, that is so correct. Well done. <laughs> One more point for you. Here's a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. What was the name of that movie? Uh, Bonus points. Name of the that movie. Li- the line was from a movie where he made that big pancake clip. Uncle Buck. That's correct. Uncle Buck. Yes. Judges, bonus points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> And here is the final clip of round three. Name this famous Gen X voice. It's your pleasure, gents. Make it anything you want. Now, where I come from, all anyone ever drinks is beer. Beer's fine, but any monkey can pull down a tap. Why study years to be an ace mixologist just to serve beer after beer after beer? So, what'll it be? Beer. (laughs) We're looking for the first voice we heard there. I got it. Uh, Woody Harrelson from Cheers. That also is correct. Yay. Norm. And that was Norm, second voice. Do I get extra points for that, judges? Judges? Mm. Oh, so sorry. Dang. Great job, Colleen. Yay. This is fun. This is really fun. I feel great. I wonder how many people got better answers than me. I don't think many because you got almost, almost all of them right. I feel great. This is awesome. Yay. Yay me. So that's the end of the quiz. But for those who might have struggled, we're trying something new this episode. We have a bonus extra credit question that you can choose to take part of to pad your final score a little. If you get this extra credit question correct, give yourself one more point. Trust me, you really don't want to leave this episode with a failing rank. The extra credit question this episode was written for all the fans out there of Barry Manilow, a.k.a. Fanilow's. Me, me, me. <laughs> what a coincidence. How did I know? <laughs> Here's the question. Oh gosh, now I'm really nervous. Yeah. Okay. Barry's going to be really disappointed in you. I you know. I can't let him down. You're going to have to turn in your Fanalo card if you don't get this No, right. never. Okay, Keep here we go. Stick. Here's the question. In the Manalo classic song, Copacabana, we learned that the showgirl Lola witnessed a deadly fight between Tony and Rico. Barry sings that, quote, Punches flew and chairs were smashed in two. There was blood in a single gunshot, but just who shot who? And that's our question. The song does not explicitly say who was shot, but it does give a strong clue. The question is, who was most likely shot in the fight between Tony and Rico? 
Colleen, you got a 50-50 chance on this one. Rico, you wore diamonds. He was escorted to his chair. He's a lot of dance in there. Um, um, oh, gosh. I'm just going to guess. Um, I'm going to say Tony. Tony gets it. Let's find out. The song's final verse leaves us with a sad picture of Lola 30 years later as a half-blind, alcoholic, lonely, crazy oh, person sitting in a disco wearing the same dress she used to wear when she was a young showgirl. And that's all because she lost her Tony. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought yeah. so. Yes, so it's a safe bet left. that Tony was shot. You know what I used to think? I thought Tony was an award that you got for being in a play, right? And I always thought it was the Tony. How'd she lose that Tony? Everything Jesus. I remember that. That was so funny. I honestly thought that. She lost her Tony. Now she's lost her But yeah, makes sense. Some people are really competitive about those awards, huh? <laughs> yeah. How do she you lose her Tony? Tony. Uh, how do you lose your Tony? <laughs> she had a pawn oh it for booze. <laughs> so funny. So Ooh. this has to be one of the most Gen X endings of a song of all time. Everything's awful. The end. <laughs> That was the 70s for you. <laughs> That's a bonus oh. point for you, Colleen. Yay. I needed that. Uh, yeah. Great job, Colleen. Listeners, do you remember your score? Okay, let's see how well you did. If you're playing against our special guest and scored less than 18, then you let my big sister beat you. And you might want to go back and brush up on your memories of your youth. Although she was a tough customer today, so I, I won't blame you too much. Colleen, do you have any messages for those listening that you beat today? Um, sorry, I didn't know I was going to do so well. Um. <laughs> Colleen, you did a great job. We're going to give you a rank here in a second. But before we do, is there anything you'd like to plug or comment on before we uh, give the grades out for this episode? Well, Jason, as you know, I work at Juvenile Hall as a Deputy Juvenile Correctional Officer. And I want to make aware that fentanyl is being laced in a lot of drugs, uh, you know, the bad drugs right now. Overdoses have gone up 1000% in this last year in Orange County alone. Kids are ordering Oxycontins and Percocets on Snapchat and getting drugs delivered to their house that are laced with fentanyl. And it's like playing Russian roulette with your life, trying to use drugs in that. And a lot of people don't know about this fentanyl. And Fentanyl awareness is my campaign that I'm on because my son was actually uh, poisoned with fentanyl and passed away when he was just 27, about two years ago. And um, so it's been my life's mission. Uh, every time I have a chance to have an audience, no matter how small, I'll stand up on my soapbox and tell my son's story because his life mattered. And um, I, I call it Garrett's voice because I know that before he died, he wanted to help other people. And I just want to be that voice for him that continues his work. Well, that that is definitely a worthy cause, Colleen. Garrett is, is sorely missed in our family. You know, he, I think he's everyone's favorite growing up. And the biggest tragedy of my lifetime is to, was his passing. So as bad as the drug ep epidemic is in our country, the good news is there's never been more resources or people willing to help for those who are in need. There's a quote I really like that I think applies here. I, I can't think of the person who said it at the moment. But the quote is, the only person you are destined to become is the person you decide to be. And if there's anyone out there listening right now that is struggling with addiction, we here on the show would like to encourage you to seek out the many resources out there available to you to get the assistance you might need to become the person that you decide you'd like to be. We will include some links of these resources in the show notes for those who might be interested. Thank you, Jason. But I don't think that comment about no matter how small the audience is, you need to hear your voice. I don't think that's necessary <laughs> to say, Colleen. I mean, 
Yeah, we're, uh, we're well, struggling little podcast, but you know, you don't gotta no, no, I kind of meant I kind of meant that's this is my biggest audience. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going that way. Yeah. All right. I don't care if it's one kid at Juvenile Hall or my three listeners in the UK. Millions of listeners that you have here, saving generation X during your part. Judges, are we gonna allow <laughs> it? Okay, cool. All right, thanks. Nice, <laughs> nice save, Colleen. Mm. Okay, let's go to the grades. If you're playing solo, we are using the Brady Bunch scoring system for grading the quiz today. A score of 19 to 21 points is the grade of an A. And the rank, well, if we're talking about a TV show about families, we have to start with the heads of the household. And an A gets you the rank of either Mike or Carol Brady. As far as TV parents go, you can't get much better than them. I hope you've learned something from all of this. Congrats! You're doing your part to save Generation X. Yay! So a score between Uh, 16 to 18 points is enough for a B. And the rank of Marsha after getting punched in the face by a football. Hey, you guys. Despite one obvious blemish, you're still looking pretty darn good. A score between 13 and 15 points is enough for a C. And that middle grade could only earn you the rank of a middle kid on the show. So score yourself as Jan for this quiz. And much like Jan, you have some room for improvement. Proves that everybody feels sorry for little Jan Brady, loser. That's exactly what I am, a born loser. (laughs) A score between 9 and 12 points is enough for a D, and that can only be the housekeeper, Alice. Those of us who survive school by getting Ds know that the value of a D is much greater than where they rank on the scale. So just like we could not have survived without getting Ds in school, I don't think the Brady household could have gotten too far without Alice. Brady residence. And finally, if you scored 8 or less, that's a failing grade. What greater failure is there in the Brady family than, yep, you guessed it, Cousin Oliver. He's an all-time all-American grade-A creep. Besides being a jerk, a goof, and a double dingbat. <laughs> I think he personifies a failing grade. Nobody asked for an F. Nobody wanted an F. And for Cousin Oliver, nobody gives an F. <laughs> Those are your grades. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed playing along this episode of The Home Game. And we'll post your score and comments in our Facebook group. If you're interested in supporting the show, we have a Patreon account set up for those who would like to take advantage of the special offers available for becoming a contributor. Or if you just want to show some appreciation for what we're doing here. We also offer our Venmo account at Who Will Save Gen X. Detailed information is available in the show notes for both ways to send the show a little bit of love. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to sign up to be a guest on either the home game or the regular version of the game show, you can email me at whowillsavegenx at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback and invite you to become a friend of the show. Well, that's it for this edition of The Home Game. Thank you very much for checking us out, and we hope you had a good time listening. We'll be back with our regular version of the podcast in the next episode, where we will once again ask the question, who will save Generation X? Later. I did nothing wrong. Good night, dear. Good night, honey. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.